the Norfolk City Council is now in session. The opening prayer will be given by the Reverend Dr. Keith Ivan Jones, pastor of Shallow Baptist Church, and please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Let us pray. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Lord, it's excellent because of all of the examples of leadership that you give us throughout this country, both good and bad. You're excellent, O oh Lord, because through those examples, Lord, we learn what to do and what not to do. It's excellent, Lord, because of council members who selflessly look after the affairs of humankind. Excellent, Lord, because your word pronounces joy when we do that which is right and judgment when we do that which is not pleasing in your sight. And so, Lord, bless these proceedings this evening and cause all that hear to be mindful of the words which come from your holy writ, that he that ruleth over men must be just, ruling in the fear of God. O oh Lord, we thank you, because excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Doyle? Here. Ms. Gray? Here. Ms. McClellan? Here. Mr. Riddick? Here. Mr. Smeagle? Here. Mr. Thomas? Here. Mr. Alexander? Here. The motion is to excuse Councilwoman Johnson. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. The motion is to dispense with the reading of the minutes of our previous meeting. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, please read the resolution certifying the closed meeting. I have a resolution certifying a closed meeting of the Council of the City of Norfolk in accordance with the provisions of the Virginia Freedom of Information Act. Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, good evening. For the benefit of those who do not regularly attend our council meeting, the procedure that we usually follow is to first take up ceremony items. Next, we'll take up public hearings. Then the consent agenda, which will be voted on in the block. Any member of the public or council wishes to discuss an item, that item will be removed from the consent agenda and considered separately. Following the consent agenda, we'll take up the regular agenda items in the order as they appear on the docket. Upon completion of the agenda, we'll then take up any new business to come before the council. To address the council, you should have registered with the clerk prior to 7 p.m. outside of the council chamber. When your name is called, please come to the podium, state your name, and please limit your comments to three minutes. Mr. Clerk, PH1. PH1 is a public hearing scheduled this day under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments to amend sections 14.1-9 and 14.1-10 so as to change the boundary between the super wards to amend and reordain sections 14.1-12, 14.1-16, 14.1-17, 14.1-18, 14.1-19, 14.1-20, 14.1-21, 14.1-22, 14.1-23, 14.1-24, 14.1-26, so as to change the boundaries of the Granby Precinct, 
the Titustown Precinct, the Chesterfield Precinct, and the Ruffner Academy Precinct, respectively, to delete section 14.1-54, subsection 14.1-55-75, rather, 22, and section 14.1-120, so as to eliminate the Bramilton Precinct. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Well, I have an ordinance to amend sections 14.1-9 and 14.1-10 so as to change the boundary between the super wards to amend and reordain sections 14.1-12, 14.1-16, 14.1-53, and 14.1-56 so as to change the boundaries of the Granby Precinct, the Titustown Precinct, the Chesterfield Precinct, and the Ruffner Academy Precinct, respectively, to delete sections 14.1-54, Subsection 14.1-7522 and subsection 14.1-120 so as to eliminate the Bramlington Precinct. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH2? PH2 scheduled to stay under the state law public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments to authorize the conveyance to DPT Construction, LLC, on property located at 2914 and 2918 East Virginia Beach Boulevard. I have an ordinance to authorize the conveyance to DPT Construction, LLC, on property located at 2914 and 2918 East Virginia Beach Boulevard for the total sum of $53,000 in accordance with the terms and conditions of the purchase and sale agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH3? PH3 scheduled this day under the state law notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of the city planning commission for a zoning text amendment to section 3.3.9 uses for the commercial based zoning districts. Section 3.3, 3.5.7, uses of the industrial base zoning districts. Section 3.7.13, uses for the special purpose districts. And Section 4.2.3G, performance standards for all principal uses, standards specific to industrial uses of the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance to modify allowable uses within certain zoning districts and to amend performance standards for those uses when located within a certain proximity to residential and planned development districts. And by a vote of 5-0, Planning Commission recommends approval. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. I have an ordinance to amend the Norfolk Zoning Ordinance so as to require a conditional use permit for the operation of certain industrial uses located in proximity to residential zoning districts. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH4. PH4, public hearing scheduled this day under the state law, public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk on the application of Monument Development 13 LLC, A, for a change of zoning to apply to the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay, HO, N, and W district, and B, for a conditional use permit to allow dwelling, multifamily, use in a structure within the HO, N, and W district on properties within the 600 block of West 23rd and West 24th Street, properties bounded to the south by West 23rd Street, to the north by West 24th Street, to the east by Newport Avenue, and to the west by Gosnell Avenue, and by a vote of 5-0, Planning Commission recommends approval. 
Please call the roll. I have two ordinances, Mr. President. An ordinance to rezone properties on the north side of the 600 block of West 23rd Street and the south side of the 600 block of West 24th Street to apply to the Norfolk and Western Historic Overlay District. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Second ordinance. An ordinance granting a conditional, conditional use permit to authorize multifamily dwellings on properties located on the north side of the 600 block of West 23rd Street and the south side of 600 block of West 24th Street. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. PH5, scheduled this day under the state law, this public notice having been inserted in the local press by the city clerk to hear comments on approving a lease agreement between the city of Norfolk and Brilliant Beginnings Learning Center 2 Limited on property located at 1210 West Little Creek Road. Clerk, please call the roll. I have an ordinance approving a lease agreement between the City of Norfolk and Brilliant Beginnings Learning Center 2 Limited on property located at 1210 West Little Creek Road. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McCullen? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Clerk C1 through C7 will be considered in a block. Okay. Approve the consent agenda. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagol? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, R1. R1 is an ordinance granting a conditional use permit authorizing a billboard on property located at 5901 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and by a 7-0 vote, Planning Commission recommends denial. Okay, uh, Steve Lamine. Good evening, uh, Mayor Alexander, members of City Council. For the record, uh, my name's Steve Romine. I'm a local attorney office at 999 Waterside Drive in Norfolk. I have with me tonight Brian Roser, who's with Adams Outdoor and is the real estate manager. Uh, we're here tonight to request the City Council approve a conditional use permit to convert an existing billboard uh, to digital faces at 5901 East Virginia Beach Boulevard and also to increase the height of that billboard to 35 feet and also to move it back to the 20-foot setback since it's currently in non-compliance. As you may or may not know, Adams is a Norfolk headquartered business, has been in Norfolk for over 30 years, has over 32 employees, and is a very good corporate citizens, citizen. It pays substantial taxes and contributes substantially to the community good. Part of that good is running advertising space for community uh, ventures like the SPCA, the Crime Line, Pulse Point, and others. Uh, Brian will expand a little bit more about Adams uh, community outreach. I'm not going to repeat the staff report since you have that in front of you, but I think there is very little debate that the conversion we're requesting will be an improvement. It will increase the value of the adjacent property and it will make it more likely that that adjacent property will be developed. Uh, the current use is it's vacant. It's at the southeast corner of Virginia Beach Boulevard uh, near an Olive Garden, the Military Crossing Center, and a Hardy's restaurant. It's zone CR, regional, commercial, 
and surrounded by commercial uses. Adams owns a perpetual easement in its parcel. And you see it on that plot there, the little rectangle that's pointed out with a highlight there is the portion of the property that Adams owns a perpetual easement. It's not a lease, but it's equivalent to what's called a fee simple absolute right. Adams in its portfolio owns its properties three different ways. It owns it under a, a leasehold or it owns property as a fee or it owns property perpetual easement. When it owns a perpetual easement, it has all the rights of full ownership, and it does that when the lot is non-conforming and can't be otherwise subdivided into a conforming lot. So one-third of their portfolio nationally is held in this manner. So when it owns a perpetual easement, it has no rights or control or any attributes of ownership to the adjacent parcels, completely independent. And so as an owner of this perpetual easement, it's approached the city uh, tonight and is asking that it can convert a static billboard that's been existing there for a long time. Now, we did not own that billboard until November 2017. We managed it for the owner that sold it to us in 2017. So prior to 2017, Adams did not own this parcel. In 2017, it purchased the parcel, and it's now desirous in, in asking council if it can convert that parcel to a digital face. Um, it's like I'm out of town. Time. Finish your thoughts, Okay, sir. I'll finish very quickly. Um, essentially, there's no a substantial objection from the community with respect to the Civic Leagues. Uh, in your package, there is uh, a set of conditions if you desire to approve this. The only problem is Condition 7 requires we close curb cuts on the adjacent property, which we are unable to do. As a compromise, Adams is willing to eliminate or remove a sign elsewhere in the city as good faith in order to uh, ask the council to, to approve this tonight. Uh, we're just not able to meet condition seven. If you proved this with condition seven, the, the property would stay unimproved. Uh, we also are aware that the value of the adjacent property will go up if we do, do this conversion. We've done some real estate study on that. So it's more likely to get that owner in front of council at some point where you can get the curb cuts closed on the adjacent parcel. Thank you so much. I appreciate much. your time. Thank okay. you. Uh, Brian Roser. Yeah. Good evening, Mayor and members of the City Council. My name is Brian Roser. I'm the real estate manager for Adams Outdoor Advertising. Our office is at 5547 East Virginia Beach Boulevard in Norfolk. And uh, thank you for inviting me to speak tonight, um, rather than repeat some of what Steve mentioned earlier, uh, to speak to our public service initiatives with our digital billboards, when we convert one of our premier sites to digital, we have more saleable faces than we did before as static. As part of that, a couple years ago, we decided to take a grouping of that and to take what is otherwise unsold perishable space and to give that away um, in the form of public service campaigns to local um, charities and public service organizations of different types. Um, some of those have included the Norfolk SPCA, uh, the attorney, uh, the um, Virginia Attorney General's Office, and a lot of other local charitable and public service organizations like that. So tonight we're asking to convert another face, uh, another two faces to digital, and that would enable us to provide uh, the possibility to provide more public service opportunities to benefit the com community and otherwise, um, as statics, um, that that opportunity doesn't exist in the same way. 
So Thank I'm you. available for questions. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Mr. Newcomb. Just to do a little clarification, yes, the um, package you have from us has a letter from the Glen Rock Neighborhood Association, which is the most immediate neighborhood. They do oppose uh, the billboard change. This is an application to change out a billboard. It's existing. It's been there since 1984. When it was granted, they applied for the entire site. In November of 2017, they obtained the easement that they're referring to which reduces their opportunity to impact the property down to just where the board is itself, which means that as we have in the future worked with them on other sites where they've done landscaping and closed driveways, in this case, they have precluded themselves from being able to do any of that by reaching this agreement. Uh, the staff uh, is not comfortable with that application. We recommended denial. The Planning Commission did the same. This site is a former gas station site it has four accesses to it, which is a common feature of old gas stations. Two of those are immediately in the intersection of Glen Rock Road uh, and uh, Virginia Beach Boulevard. We were asking that those two be closed. Um, their comment is they can't do that because all they control is the very narrow land where the sign itself sits. So that's where the written recommendation of, of not approval came from the uh, Planning Commission. All right, Ms. McClellan. Um, let me have a question. Uh, this idea, this specific and limited easement, is this something that Adams has in any other um, billboard that you're familiar with in the city of Norfolk, or is I, this a new trend that we're going to see? I, I cannot answer that. I don't know. Okay. Um, I know that though. in yeah, the past, know. in the years that I've dealt with Adams and their predecessor in title, because this is about the third or fourth company that's owned the same billboard array in the city of Norfolk during my career. And so the previous um, owner did not have this specific and In, in 1984, when we did this board, they applied for the entire site. They had no restrictions. These restrictions occurred only last November when they go negotiated with the owner the exclusive easement. They can right. answer the question, though. Right. Um, Mr. Riddick. Yeah. I guess my, my concern is the visual impairment. If they raise a billboard 35 feet, the visual impairment, we have, I don't know for what reason, we've been successful in keeping car lots east of uh, Kempsville Road. And with the $90 million investment that Sentara Lee is going with their uh, cancer center, I would hate to see uh, some valuable land. It could be a doctor's office, pediatrician, dentist, or something like that, uh, go awry uh, and end up being a, a car lot. Uh, I think we need to think about what's happening on Virginia Beach Boulevard. It is becoming, and that whole Centera area, era that you know the Centera is investing in. And I think we need to, you know, keep it as pristine as we can. Our planning commission voted to deny it. And I just can't see why quite often when we find it convenient, we decide to go against the planning commission, mission, although we have two former planning commissioners here with us that have heard arguments like this over the years and probably better understand it than I do. Uh, but I just really believe that we don't need 
a billboard there. And from what I understand, uh, Adams has uh, a corral of billboards they want to uh, inundate the city with uh, shortly. I'm just, I just, in this particular site, I think it would, we'd be giving up uh, more than we'll receive. Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Right, Mr. Thomas. Um, my concern, kind of putting the Planning Commission hat on, uh, and we've dealt with a, a number of these signs over the last six years, seven years, and what we tried to do as, as the planning staff and planning commission is make sure that the city of Norfolk ended up in a better position than they were um, with the old sign. Uh, it, it's, it's a benefit both to the sign owner and the city, and one of the uh, normal requests was, let's clean up the site. Let's make it safer uh, for traffic. Uh, let's add landscaping, whatever it may be. The, the concern in this circumstance, and I, I have no evidence that Adams did this, but the concern would be that in these types of circumstances, uh, an owner would use a perpetual easement as a way to get out of that obligation. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so I, I think uh, that as a fair trade, removing another sign uh, in exchange for this leaves the city of Norfolk in a better position than it would be otherwise if the sign stayed where it is today. And so I, I think it's probably worth supporting because of that. The, um, the other was, was this The other piece to that is um, if it stays, it's a static sign. And it is what it is, what we have there now. I mean, it's either do something or do nothing. And doing something um, allows us to do two somethings. We get a better sign, we get better signage, and then we get the removal of a sign um, from Adams. So that's my position on it. I think that it, it is worth supporting because we get two kills for one, so to speak. The uh, sign they've offered to remove is about the size of 10 of these notebooks. It sits on the side of a building. It has one face. Uh, and I dare that none of us knew it was there until they pointed it out. The address that their attorney sent me was the uh, Cedar Grove Cemetery, and I looked real hard and couldn't find that billboard there. So I went down the road a little bit, found it where it was. Um, so I, you know, I, I defer the counsel. I can honestly say to you um, that I dare tell you that but for this ordinance, I probably never noticed that sign because I just ride up and down Virginia Beach Boulevard all the time. And so I probably have never even noticed that sign except for but this ordinance. Or Mr. Smeagol. I just want to say I, I'm a fan of converting these to digital billboards. I, I know that if Terry Wibley was still on here, she'd kill me for saying that. <laughs> um, but I, I think they're cleaner um, and also the opportunities for some um, public service type announcements. In fact, in my meeting with Adams, I discussed that they should really partner with Norfolk Public Schools and use it as an opportunity. I mean, it'd be great to have a billboard that celebrates Lake Taylor High School's football team you know, winning the state championship, but they should be doing more of that in the community with these opportunities. Um, and so I, I think they look cleaner. Um, I think this site is already a difficult site um, to put anything on. I know there's some interest from a fast food restaurant on it and that um, by improving this billboard, it gives them some more opportunity mm -hmm. to work on that site, which in which the city is gonna make them close um, the ingress egress anyway. if they go there anyway. Um, I, I'm curious, I, I think 
we passed an ordinance um, a few years ago. I don't know if Virginia Beach Boulevard was included in that on uh, requiring any new car ownership places to have to go back before council. I know we did it on Little Creek Road, um, but is that um, a location in which if a used car lot wanted to go back in there that they would have to go through a whole process? This site is too small to qualify. It lost its non-conforming status for any car-related uses years ago, and it is too small for that. It's also too small for fast food and drive-through. It's a very small site. It's awkwardly located. It's a trapezoid, if you see the shape of it. Um, you know, its better day would have been to be a part of the shopping center next to it, but it never yeah. went there. What can you do by right? You can do retail sales there. Uh, you could do office use there. You're not going to get a drive-through restaurant. The, there's just not enough room to accomplish that. Um, the access to it, even with the two driveways on the corner closed, is still slightly awkward. Or if they worked with the property owner adjacent to it. Um, yeah, well, that's, to a, that's a large shopping center. Shopping crossing. center. Right. Yeah, right there. But there's but they've some got that land piece of land there, there that's mm -hmm. weird. Excess. They've yeah. got that piece to the to the right that could be used in for. The, yeah, in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have no choice, no chance of it becoming a car lot. No. Thank you. That that I can guarantee. All right. Thank you, Mr. Newcomer. Mr. Clerk. This fits with the charter requirement for even the ordinance and adopt, Ms. Doyle. Question, Mr. Tur Clerk, so Mr. Smeagol. When we're voting on this, I'm assuming that um, mm -hmm. there are council members interested in pulling out number seven yes. on this. Thank you. Yes, if, if I may, I, I think that would be a better order is if we, whether we um, elect to change the ordinance before you and uh, accept the proposed amendment and vote on it as a proposed to be amended or as it came to you with the two uh, with the elimination of the two curb cuts whether you want the elimination of the sign on the princess Anne or the elimination of the two curb cuts in the ordinance so I would move to amend this to uh, take out provision 7 on the closing closing of the ingress egress um, and uh, to add the provision of um, removing the billboard on princess Anne I second that. I believe. Or do you want them as separate? That is perfect. May I um, make certain I, I know what language um, accomplishes that? Uh, Mr. Romine had sent me something uh, saying that the sign would be removed 60 days um, a, 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 after the issuance of a permit for the new one, and, and that if it's uh, okay with him, our form is uh, refers. Uh, getting the uh, not issuing the permit for the new until the uh, 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 demolished one is down is that agreeable that's your preference of, yeah, yes yeah, that's instead fine instead of having it uh, after six days afterwards yes we'll, we'll have it move it before yes. we, move, we build yes. it before that's we get cool. our new building permit yes okay that that is the okay. language I, I, I don't know if I, if sounds I, good thank you I like it we won't quibble over that yeah. okay so thank you and you guys have to come back before us Several yeah. more times. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinances adopt with the proposed amendments. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? As, a, as a, uh, was pointed out, and a former planning commissioner, I, I'm challenged by this because I can see both sides. And I, um, I appreciate the work that our planning commission does and our planning department does. Um, I, 
I'm concerned with this concept of a perpetual easement, and, and I would ask Adams um, to consider very strongly before doing this again, because it does seem like a workaround. And um, the city of Norfolk has very limited resources for a lot of things, including sidewalks and curb cuts and landscaping. And when we have opportunities to improve uh, a piece of property, we work with the property owner to do so. And, and in this circumstance, it just feels odd. Um, that said, I do believe that the increased height and the digital nature and taking down the additional or separate billboard will ultimately be a net win for the city. And I appreciate um, that Adams is working to provide additional billboards uh, to city community leaders. So um, after much deliberation, I vote aye. Mr. Riddick? I vote no. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Uh, R2? R2 is an ordinance granting a conditional use permit to authorize the operation of the nightclub named Granny's Country Cooking on property located at 628 35th Street, Suite 636A and 636B, and by a vote of 5-0, Planning Commission recommends denial. Uh, I noticed that Mr. Baker has signed up to speak, but also indicated that uh, he wanted to continue. Uh, Mr. Mr. Baker, is it your wish to continue? Okay, thank you. So uh, the motion is to continue generally. Okay. Motion is continued generally. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R3. R3 is an ordinance permitting growing Norfolk LLC to encroach into the right-of-way at 429 Granby Street with a blade sign. Mr. Clerk? Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R4? R4 is an ordinance permitting Joseph Mitchell Sandlin as trustee of the Mitchell Sandlin Trust dated January 11, 2017 to encroach into an unnamed right-of-way at 6000 West River Road with a shed, driveway, fences, and landscaping. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. She voted aye. Aye. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Ms. McCullen? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R5. R5 is an ordinance approving a right-of-way entry permitting the Elizabeth River Project to go upon and use various city-owned properties for the locations to be approved by the city manager for the purpose of enhancing and planting wetlands, creating oyster reefs, and planting trees and shrubs to benefit the city and its water quality. Dispensed with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Thank you to the Elizabeth River Project for this. Aye. Thank you. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R6. R6 is an ordinance granting Elizabeth E. Falco permission to encroach into city-owned property located adjacent to 2932 Creekwood Road with a stone revetment, revetment, excuse me, flex mat planting and the replacement of an existing pier and approving the terms and conditions of the license agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R7. R7 is an ordinance designating East Taswell Street between Granby Street and Monticello Avenue as Jake and Otto Wells Way. 
dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R8. R8 is an ordinance approving the conveyance by the Norfolk Redevelopment Housing Authority to the City of Norfolk of the properties collectively known as Triangle Park authorizing the city manager to accept a special warranty deed on behalf of the city and authorizing the expenditure of a sum of up to $10,000 for related transactional costs. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R9. R9 is an ordinance amending and reordaining section one of ordinance number 47,229 effective July 1, 2018 appropriating funds for the fiscal year beginning July 1, 2018 and ending June 30, 2019, so as to conform with increases to the Commonwealth's budgeted funds for the Norfolk Public Schools. Dispense with the charter requirement for Eden's ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? I gladly say aye. Ms. Grace? <laughs> aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R10. R10 is a resolution approving the Norfolk Community Services Board's performance contract with the Commonwealth for fiscal year 2019, renewable by mutual agreement for fiscal year 2020. Should Adopt the resolution. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R11? R11 is an ordinance approving a right-of-way and license agreement yep. permitting the Urban Renewal Center to enter upon and use the school property at Jaycox Elementary School for the purpose of project makeover. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. John, Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. R12. R12 is an ordinance granting Peter R. Burek and Melissa A. Burek permission to encroach into city-owned property located adjacent to 6005 River Road with a pier and approving the terms and conditions of the license agreement. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Um, Mr. Clerk, do you have anything to add? Well, I have R13. Yes, R13. An ordinance authorizing the purchase of a public access easement from the retreat at Harbor Point, LP, yeah. and requiring the retreat at Harbor Point to reserve 50 units for Section 8 housing choice vouchers appropriating and authorizing the expenditure of $770,030 for the purchase of the easement and developer's obligation to reserve 50 residential units for Section 8 housing choice voucher holders and authorizing the city manager to negotiate an agreement with the retreat at Harbor Point LP to carry out the intent of the council. Dispense with the charter requirement for reading the ordinance and adopt. Ms. Doyle? Aye. Ms. Graves? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Aye. Mr. Riddick? Aye. Mr. Smeagle? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Aye. Mr. Alexander? Aye. Mr. Clerk, do you have anything else to add? That's all I have. <laughs> all right. All right. New business. Danny Legan. My name is Danny Legan. I reside at 3844 Dare Circle. Um, uh, I want to start off uh, thanking the mayor of the city. He met and met with me and was very generous with his time. Uh, I also want to thank, we had a, a very cordial exchange of ideas, and I want to thank him as well. 
Uh, but I also always keep in mind that he's a politician. And if he recalls, uh, I gave him a document uh, that was part of his rules and regulations. Uh, he had established it on his own, saying that he wanted to have his own administration with his own rules. Uh, in these uh, rules and regulations, there is Section 5, Part D. And in essence, what this does is it enables the mayor of the city to shut down any discussion uh, if he feels that it has uh, gone on too long or if it has been discussed too much or if it will discourage someone else from speaking up. Uh, in uh, my presentation to him, I said, uh, you know, you need to consider this because number one, uh, in consulting an attorney, uh, is not legally enforced. It's not morally uh, uh, feasible and it's not constitutionally feasible. So why have it as part of your rules and regulations under your administration? And that in essence, you could dro drop this section because you still have other rules that have been enforced for decades for anybody who walks up here. We know that we must conduct ourselves in a civil manner. We know we uh, cannot use vulgarity. We know we cannot threaten anybody. Uh, and we know we cannot disrupt the orderly course of business when we come up here. That's already been established and has been followed for decades. So, uh, and having a, a section uh, that was placed in by the previous administration, not for the good of the people, but in order to uh, discontinue someone uh, who constantly comes in and challenges the council, uh, it is of no significant importance. Uh, so since the mayor himself uh, established these rules, uh, I would assume that he has the authority to say, uh, as he did with the camera so boldly, is I made the decision to keep it on, uh, that he can make the decision to distract uh, to take out uh, Section 5, Part D from his rules and regulations so that other citizens would not be intimidated uh, if they came to this uh, podium. Thank you. Uh, I do want to notice uh, Pastor Antipas Harris. I don't know if you wanted to stand or say anything. Uh, notice that you were here. You want to come and say anything, Antipas? Mayor and Council, thank you for inviting me up to say hello. Thank you very much for your support of our, our desire to support uh, the beautification of Jay Cox Elementary School. We, we're partnering with um, Junior League and also Thrive, who have been, who've been working very diligently with us and, uh, and we with them. And uh, we really believe in the power of community and, and hope that our small contribution would inspire others to uh, participate and helping keep the community beautiful, but also our, our facilities in a way that will um, support the better education of our children. Because we know beautification inspires inspiration that, that produces better results. So thank you for your support and thank you for your leadership. Thank you. Katrail right. Brockerton. Good evening, Mayor and evening. Council Members. Kutra uh, Brockington, Middletown Arch at Brock Creek Civic League. I want to thank you, Mayor, for the, your, uh, your help in dealing with our civic leagues and different things going on. So we are bringing to your attention, in which we're discussing about our 
residential parking zone. And so in talking to city officials, they are now working on that. So I should be seeing some progress. So I will limit myself. And thank you for your time. Thank you. James Jarman. Good afternoon, Council. Good afternoon. Uh, I came to use some words, two words that are not nearly used enough in this day and time. Uh, first, I'd like to say uh, good afternoon to the new council member. Um, and them two words, I thank you. Uh, I want to publicly say thank you for to the council and anybody in this room that perpetuated lent their time and their effort to get my son into a school in Norfolk that will challenge uh, his gifts uh, that has been done, and I appreciate that. Uh, the next thank you, I would like to go out to the city members, council, and staff to help me uh, when my house burnt down a month ago. Mm -hmm. uh, the outreach uh, from the city and different staff was overwhelming for me. It has been a life-changing experience. Uh, it is said that God's ways is not our ways, and that some good comes out of all bad and everything. Uh, the experience on Father's Day weekend has given me some wisdom that I would like to share with you because it's always been in my heart to help people and help a lot of people. Um, as devastating as a fire has been and the loss of everything, the first thing I like to say is I'm standing in clothes and shoes that was donated to me. And I want the public to thank the people that made that happen. Um, the wisdom that I got out of the burn that I'd like to share with everybody in this room. If you have insurance, I thought I was a wise man. Flood insurance, uh, replacement cost insurance, code upgrade insurance. But the one thing I overlook, I hope that anybody in this room does not overlook, when you go home tonight and you're with your family, Tell them you love them. I'm standing here tonight without my son. He's uh, visiting his mother. She has visitation this month. It about feels like standing up here with one shoe on and one off. I love him. But the wisdom I learned from this incident is go home, take pictures, make CDs of everything in your house make two copies, put one CD at another per place and leave one at home. If you do not have that, you will be entangled with the insurance company for months over contents and stuff that you own in your house. It will cause unnecessary delay and hardship for you. And I would like to share that with everybody in this room 
because I do not wish to see that happen to anybody in here. And again, thank you for your hard work. Thank you for the help that all of you have been to me and particularly my son. And I think we need to learn to say that a lot more often. Thank you, Council. Thank you. Thank you and best wishes to you. All right. Uh, Jennifer Almarar. My name is Jennifer Alamari. I live in Chesapeake, Virginia. Mm -hmm. I will be um, reading for Burt McManus. She's a second generation born and living in Norfolk and a bartender at Hershey Bar for over 30 years. <clears throat> Hershey's has survived hate. Hate from all surrounding Baptist churches by pamphleting neighborhoods and making a whole page ad that played for over a month in the back of the Virginia pilot about how bad we are. We have survived many, many obstacles. Now we face our own city leaders who say how much they love small businesses and diversities, but come out at us like bullies to take us out of the knees. The military is a big part of our family. We kept them safe, like they have kept us safe. We are and have been for over eight years or longer surrounded by empty buildings, and your choice is to destroy a working, long-loved business, not the empty buildings. Everyone sitting up here knows what was on this property. We have made a home for many diverse people and have earned goodwill and respect and trust from surrounding areas. We were once just a lesbian bar. Now we have become part of the family in this community where everyone feels comfortable enough or safe to come in and be treated well. We are respected enough to be a safe spot in a not so safe area. That's not something you just get by opening a shiny new toy. I support bringing new businesses, but not at the cost of long-loved local businesses. We welcome everyone at our bar. Our motto is free to be me for 35 years. 35 years of goodwill and love for ourselves and others who need a safe place to be themselves. Norfolk loves diversity, and that's exactly what the Hershey Bar is. Norfolk has treated Five Points like secondhand news forever, and then when they get the money, they chose to tear down a working small business that they say they love. It's just thoughtless. It's shallow. It's selfish. Leaving your constituents out of the loop. Why not come, with, come up with a facelift? Why not take down the long, empty buildings that have been there for over eight to ten years? Please help the Hershey Bar. I ask you to open up your heart to love our little hole in the wall. It's an awesome place. Lastly, if you can't or won't fix this, please help Annette and Billy find a similar spot if that's what it has come to. Please grandfather them. Help them like you have helped other small businesses. Thank you. Thank you. Re Rebecca Barra. So I come as well to speak on behalf of the Hershey Bar. My name is Rebecca Barra, at 5391 Coachway Drive in Ward 4, Super Ward 7. And I want to talk about what our bars have meant to us throughout <coughs> history. And you might think, why, why would any community be so focused on saving their bars? And to that, I would say it has a lot to do with what it feels like to be afraid to hold your partner's hand in public anywhere you are, regardless of what neighborhood you're in, because there have been hate crimes in some of the most friendly neighborhoods. 
And our bars, even though they were often, in the past at least, they were often run unfairly, often mafia-owned in the past, no longer, they were still the one place we could go to be safe, to do what other people take for granted. And for the record, a recent poll revealed that majority of LGBT individuals are still afraid to hold a same-sex or perceived same-sex partner's hand in public. Things like this are the reason why we fought for our bars. We risked our lives for our bars. We bled for our bars. This is no small thing. And this is why we can't abandon this bar. As so many LGBT establishments have gentrified themselves, have become more about being pretty and young and upper class. The Hershey bars resisted that trend and still is a place where the entire community can come to feel at home. My I took my I took my partner to the Hershey bar so that he could experience what it was like to be in a club which he hadn't experienced yet. Um it was one of the first places when I moved to Norfolk that I wanted to make sure to go to, and I was never sorry about that. It has been a home to all of the weirdos and misfit toys that most people don't really consider. And that's what our bars historically have been. That's what Hoshi bars historically still is. And in an area where, yes, there is, has been a good deal of crime, Hershey Bar is an area where you know that won't happen. And that's because Hershey Bar has invested in making sure that everything is safe. And I realize that my time is up and I would like to thank you very much. And I hope that Ms. Johnson is feeling well. Thank you. Uh, Julia Edwards McDaniel. Thank you, Council, for letting me speak. My name is Julia Edwards McDaniel, and I live in Hampton at 321 Woodside Drive. I'm here to share my plea that you reconsider your plans to have the Hershey Bar torn down. I'm going to start my statement with a quote from our 44th President, Barack Obama. Now, it's surprising that we have to affirm this truth today, that more than a quarter century after Madiba walked out of prison, I still have to stand here at a lecture and devote some time to saying that black people and white people and Asian people and Latin American people and women and men and gays and straights, that we are all human, that we, <clears throat> that our differences are superficial and that we should treat each other with care and respect. I would have thought that we had figured that out by now. I thought that basic notion was well established. I too thought that notion was well established. I'm an Episcopalian since birth. Like most Christians, I know my faith has wavered at times for various reasons. When something bad happens, I lose someone I love, or when some Christians try to use their Christianity to hurt others. I'm very lucky to have a loving family who accepts me just as I am. Many of my friends have not had the same experience. Their families have thrown them out, disowned them, or won't let the person that they love be a part of their family. All in the name of Jesus? Well, that's not the Jesus that I know. The Jesus I know gave us the great commandment to love one another. 
There are no exceptions to that commandment. He didn't say love other Christians who are like you. I have met so many people at HBs and um, from all different backgrounds. Some are Christians, some don't believe in a higher power, some call God by a different name than I do, and some believe in gods and goddesses. I may not agree with them, but I love them anyways. Some of you may not um, agree with our lifestyle, but that is not your job in the seats in which you have been elected to do. It is not your job to judge us or any member in the community. It's your job to act on behalf of the community to be the voices of those who elected you. Annette and Billy have provided so much for so many, as you all have heard in the stories already. This service they provide and so many other reasons are why I love HBs and the family there. That is the reason none of us are going to go away and just quietly accept the decisions that you all are making, but instead stand up, speak out, and be a force, standing for what we love and believe is right. We are family. We will be family wherever we are, but I believe there is reason to save HBs where it is at and preserve its 35 years of history for many more years to come. In that speech that Barack Obama gave for Madiba's birthday, he also talked about the powerful, making decisions that affect the less powerful without regard for the outcome. You all are making a decision that affects us. Some of you may be influenced in those decisions by your disagreement with how we live our lives. I challenge you to be better than that. We will keep showing up and we will be there until the last brick falls if that is what happens. But we are hoping and praying that you choose otherwise. Thank you. See you next Tuesday. Thank you. Um, Melissa uh, Frederick. Melissa? Yes, Melissa. Welcome. Good evening. Uh -huh. I am Melissa Friedrichs and I reside in Suffolk. I'm a Navy veteran, military family member, and an LGBTQ ally. I'm here to request that you do not demolish the Hersey Bar. I'm also an ODU student, and while in Kathleen Rhodes' Queer Studies course, I learned how important spaces like the Hersey Bar are. Our class completed a community service project that created a queer, a queer walking tour of downtown Norfolk and surrounding area. I took away from the experience that the often unseen core of communities, which are places like the Hershey Bar, are the very essence of what you want in cities, a place for everyone, a place where everyone is accepted, including and somewhere to feel safe. On our walking tour, we stood in spaces that used to house old gay bars and many of those spaces are now extremely expensive lofts, overpriced restaurants, or more, most importantly, vacant lots. Those spaces are gone, torn down. What were safe places for the LGBTQ community are completely wiped from their spots. Places that have physically fed and held fundraisers for those in need. Places my, fellers, my fellow sailors visited and felt at home in. So that being said, Choose people and community over parking lots and wider turns. You can revitalize the area without tearing down the Hershey bar. Do not be the reason the next set of ODU students are standing in an empty lot or parking lot, talking about the rich history that used to be there. As Mark Twain said, do the right thing. It will, it will gratify some people and astonish the rest. Do the right thing and don't tear down the Hershey bar. Choose community and people over parking lots and wider turn lanes. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Sarah Huston. Sarah. 
Sarah Husted. Sarah Husted, there we are. Hi. Um, I wrote it on my phone because I'm a millennial. Okay. Um, my, <laughs> my name is Sarah Husted, and I live in Ward 2, which I think is Courtney. Yeah. You actually run with my boss in the oh, mornings. Very so. good. Anyways, <laughs> just a fun side note. Um, I'm president of ODU's Sexuality and Gender Alliance, and I'm on the board of the Transgender Assistance Program of Virginia, as well as an intern for Outwire 757. And you also might recognize my name from a letter that me and my co-organizer sent, uh, sent you inviting you to the Pulse Remem Remembrance March that took place early last month. I only say those things because if it weren't for the bravery and leadership of people who came before me, like Annette and Billy, the owners of the Hershey Bar, I couldn't be the community leader I am today. It's hard for me to speak at these things, unfortunately, because I have lost faith in government leaders um, to do the right thing. And sometimes I feel like I'm speaking to people who will never understand. But as a young LGBTQ plus person, I believe that I have a duty to stand up not only for the generations that came before me who fought and died for my right to simply exist um, exactly who I am, but for the ones that will come after me. I don't stand here for me as I don't frequent bars or consider myself to be a lesbian, but I think about the young kids that are growing up now. I remember when I was 21, stumbling around and trying to figure things out and ended up at a gay bar very similar to the Hershey, drunk and crying because that was the only place I knew to go. Um, there were two women who talked to me for over an hour, even though they went to that bar for fun. Um, for a while, I thought that things were getting better, and some things are, but not all things. Some of the laws have changed, and not enough, I might add. Um, some attitudes have not. We still have to look around before holding our partner's hands, and we still have to hold our breasts at new jobs, new homes, new any anything really, new places, and especially bars. Um, and yes, that includes in Norfolk. My girlfriend and I do it on a daily basis. Sometimes we choose not to hold hands in public in Norfolk. Um, I will end this. Um, oh, but we don't have to hold our breath at the Hershey Bar. I almost forgot that like killer line. Dang it. Um, I will end with a question for city council members to think about. Have you ever been in a situation where you had to decide which parts of you you had to leave at the door um, to be accepted inside? Yeah, you don't have to do that at the Hershey Bar. You can come exactly as you are. Um, these spaces are already few and far between for us, and they are shrinking every day, and you can save this spot. Um, you have the chance to stop rainbow washing Norfolk and start making the strides that make the city great for all people, including LGBTQ+. I encourage you to preserve this important part of our history. Thanks. Kira, kindly. My name is Kira Kenley and I live in Norfolk and I'm here on behalf of Hershey Bar and the members of the queer community like myself that rely on it. We do not yet live in a time where places like Hershey Bar are unnecessary and we certainly do not live in a place where the straight community is so welcoming that the queer community no longer needs spaces of its own to feel safe. Last fall I was part of ODU's queer studies class and on our walking tour, a celebration of both our class's research efforts and the rich queer history of Norfolk, we were harassed. We laughed when we first saw protesters with large, bright yellow signs on the other side of the street picketing our very existence. But our bravado flagged as they yelled and yelled and kept yelling. Members of the same groups that protest our love every year at Pride had found us with their hateful signs and their vitriolic speech. And they screamed at us so loudly that I could not hear my classmate three feet in front of me telling a story of acceptance and safety so at odds with our current situation that it gave me whiplash. And worse still, 
Worse than just screaming at us about how we deserve to die for the crime of who we loved, they followed us. They followed us back to Old Dominion, to my home away from home, and screamed at us some more. I ask you, member of the council, have you ever had a group of grown men follow you home? Have you ever stood inside the place that you live, unable to do anything about the people outside on your sidewalk who hate you, except hope and pray that they get tired of hating you and leave? If you have, you will understand why all of these people have come here to beg you not to rip another safe space from our world. So many of the people who have come before me have told you that you have a choice to make, and I'm not going to tell you any different. You do have a choice between what is right and what is wrong, but I will help contextualize it for you in a new way. My experiences on that walking tour inspired me to start a podcast that covers the queer history of locations in Hampton Roads called Our Own Podcast. After only two episodes, my podcast has reached over 300 listeners and is only growing. In the coming months, I will be covering Hershey Bar in all of its glory, and each of you will be part of the historical record of Norfolk's last lesbian bar. If through your action or inaction, the narrative of Hershey includes the words, Hershey Bar closed in October 2018, each of your names will be linked inextricably with the demise of this piece of history. Besides having a duty to your constituents to protect our interests in our city, it is a wrong choice to choose bad publicity over good. It makes me immeasurably angry that those of us standing with the queer community in Hershey Bar cannot rely on appeals to your humanity to prevent you from closing Virginia's oldest lesbian bar. But if what it will take is an appeal to public image, I will make it. And I will, no, have no doubt, make good on it. Thank you, Sandra Pryor. Sandra Pryor, I live in Hampton, Virginia, and I'd like to thank the members of the council for welcoming those of us who live outside of Norfolk to speak on behalf of the Hershey Bar, because I'd like to say it is important to members of the Greater Hampton Roads community, and I'd go so far as to say the nation as a whole, and to send this message of diversity, acceptance, and inclusivity, not only to the city of Norfolk, but to everyone. And it's a small business that has provided valuable community services. It's a model for other small businesses everywhere. And it's important historically. And I'm an ally. I'm not a member of the LGBT community. But it's important to everyone. And I hope you will reconsider your decision. And if not, at the very least, provide the resources for them to relocate to another similar suitable re relocation. But I'm hoping that you'll take the long view, look at the historical context, the cultural context, and how much this, it's not just a bar, it's a community center, what it means to everyone who's been involved with it and reconsider your decision. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kathleen Rhodes. Good evening, again. Good evening. <laughs> uh, I'm Kathleen Rhodes. I'm a resident of Norfolk. I teach queer studies at Old Dominion University, and I'm the director of the Tidewater Queer History Project. I work with students at ODU to uncover local LGBTQ history. It's an important way to help them understand how the concepts we cover in class have been and continue to be relevant to the Hampton Roads area. Last fall, that work culminated in our first queer walking tour of Norfolk you heard about previously from some really awesome students, I might add. Uh, and this fall, a new group of students will create an entirely new walking tour. 
On those tours, they deliver the actual stories of queer spaces that no longer exist. But this evening, I want you to imagine that we are 10 years in the future attending that walking tour. We're at 6117 Sewell's Point Road in Norfolk, where the once iconic lesbian establishment Hershey Bar stood for 35 years. Affectionately known as HB's, the bar opened on March 4th, 1984, and quickly became a fixture in the LGBT community. During its long run, Hershey Bar hosted local, regional, and national acts like musician Alex Dobkin and comedian Kate Clinton. Young queer people sought refuge inside its dark walls, and many people described it as a place where they could, if only for a short time, escape the homophobia, lesbophobia, and transphobia they faced from strangers, coworkers, and even family. In January of 1984, Deborah Lass, the first openly gay person to run for city council in Norfolk, made her first campaign speech at Hershey Bar. Addressing ABC laws that unfairly targeted gay citizens and laws prohibiting same-sex people from sharing a one-bedroom apartment. Lass was unsuccessful in her bid for a council seat, and not until 2016 would an openly LGBTQ person fill a spot on the council, though even that, uh, though even that was merely a two-month temporary appointment. This lack of LGBTQ representation would figure into Hershey's history when in 2018, just months after the bar's 35th anniversary, Norfolk City Council entered into a deal to buy the property that had been Hershey's home. The bar closed on October 31st, 2018, after a long battle between citizens and Norfolk City Council. Though the council did eventually offer a small financial package to Annette Stone, the bar's owner, it was insufficient for the cost of relocating a long-standing business. October 31 thus marked the end of a historic period in Hampton Roads history and Virginia history as Hershey Bar and Babes in Richmond made Virginia one of very few states that had two thriving lesbian bars. Gentrification, online dating, and other social and cultural changes affected the landscape of queer bars. But in the case of Hershey, a viable and solvent small business until its forced closure, it was a lack of information and a lack of foresight on the part of city leadership that caused the bar's closing. Within a year of Hershey's demolition, the city began plans to revamp the congested traffic patterns in the Five Points area, and due to its coveted location near a busy inter intersection, it didn't take long for development plans to be made for the property. In 2020, construction was completed for the CVS that you now see before you. Yeah, this is fiction, but your, Hershey Bar. To a close. Okay, I, I, okay. Hershey Bar would have been located along the right-hand side of the existing building. We create history every day. It's important to face the reality of the history that you are creating, the legacy that you are leaving. Debbie Lass's words from her 1984 campaign are as relevant today as they were 34 years ago. Quote, we can't just sit back any longer. It's important that we support each other. And the easiest way we can do that is to pay attention to the candidates who are running for public offices and vote for the ones who are going to be supportive of gay rights. Thank you. Thank you. Robin Shelton. Robin. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Robin Shelton. 
I'm a resident of the city of Chesapeake and I appreciate you allowing me to speak here. Um, I'm a psychotherapist in private practice in Chesapeake and I've been licensed uh, through the Virginia Department of Health Professions since 1991. I consider myself an ally to the LGBTQ community. I've actually only been in the Hershey bar once and that was to deliver some cat food to Billy the Kitten Cat Rescue who was holding a fundraiser there. Um, I've been doing a lot of listening, as I'm sure all of you have, and I've been uh, kind of distilling the points that I wanted to make because the people who have already spoken have been very eloquent and very clear in uh, what they think and what their perceptions are and what they want. So, you know, to me, it seems like as a psychotherapist, and I've been talking to people five days a week, uh, actually since 1985, which is when I started working at Eastern Virginia Medical School. And actually, I can tell you a little story about a lesbian bar that used to exist um, called Shirley's, and it's now, a, I believe, a garage, a parking garage for EVMS. Um, from 1985 until 1990, I was a direct care worker on a long-term residential treatment unit for adolescents, which no longer exists. But at the time that it did exist, it provided some of the best inpatient psychiatric care in the country. Um, and I learned a lot. I had um, a girl that I worked with. I was considered her secondary. She was a patient there. And she was about 14. And I was participating in a family therapy meeting in which she came out to her parents. And uh, her parents were both educated people. They were professional people. And um, they told her that she should have never been born. And that they were sorry that she'd been born. So she ran out. And she had been admitted um, because she tried to hang herself. So obviously the staff were quite worried that she was running out of the building uh, down uh, Collie Avenue, I guess, at uh, eight, 7, 8 o'clock at night and was going to go hurt herself. So the cops were called and everything. About uh, an hour and a half, two hours later, she came back and she was brought by these two women. She had run to... <clears throat> Oh. Finish, finish she, had, she had run to Shirley's, and they talked to her about how, even though her family wasn't accepting of her, that she still had value and she had a reason to live. So I think that my time's up. So the only thing I can say is you have to be very, very careful about your decision to abolish a community because that's what this is. And the ramifications for doing this are very, very destructive, not just to the people involved, but to the entire city. Thank you. Thank you. Want to address this person? No, just in general. Okay. All right, Jackie Rochelle.
Good evening. Good evening. I am Jackie Rochelle. I live in Norfolk. I am with the Five Points Task Force. We are the task force that works with the city through both the Department of Neighborhood Development and through the city manager's office, and yes, with city council on the revitalization and redevelopment of the Five Points area. This group has been together for several decades now with the hope and desire to bring Five Points back to what it once was. We have waited patiently while other areas of the city have been developed because we knew you can't develop everybody at the same time. So we waited with our place in line. Now we are making those developments. The task force has been educated by an urban planner who happily took us all in and gave us a course in urban planning 101 named Ray Gandros. And from this, we have had events such as Better Block, pop-ups, Imagine Five Points, to explore various ways that this area could be utilized. And please, let's be clear. It is being utilized for the good of the entire community, not to the detriment of anyone. Along comes a piece of property owned by a family that happens to be a part of our community group, the task force. And because they are a part of that, understand our hopes and dreams and sell it to the city. Now, these are the facts, and they are irrefutable. And while we are happy that we now have some property that we can do something with, and yes, in these meetings we have talked about green spaces and dog parks, and yes, even parking lots. Imagine our surprise when we pick up a newspaper and turn on a radio and hear that a local business who has been a good neighbor and are good people are being torn down to put up a parking lot. Now, this makes a very catchy song lyric. And I'm sure this portion of the many things that we have explored was used for effect. But the truth of the matter is, we don't know what we're going to do with that property yet. Everything developed very quickly. And the city has to be proactive to buy these properties as they become available, lest we have a situation like we do over in another community where they're not tearing down something to put in a parking lot. They're trying to put in a crash dump in the middle of a residential community. And incidentally, we stand with our friends over there to fight that. So here we are to sort fact from fiction. We would like very much for the Hershey Bar, because they did not avail themselves of opportunities to purchase the land, in the eight months that they have to find another place, find a place. Personally, I wouldn't mind them moving into one of the buildings in Five Points. But the decision belongs to Billy and Annette. And all of the stories you have heard of their kindness are true. Let's be clear on that. And that is fact. Our wish is that the people who have been the beneficiaries of their kindness over the years come forward help them. As we have helped and pointed places out that we would like to see them move to. Now my time is also up, so I'm going to leave you with this note. We have identified 
two businesses, and I'm very happy to tell you tonight that because we do understand that when you move a business, that business may be closed for a period of time while you get to your new location, wherever it may be. We have an easy inn on Azalea Garden Road, and the Broadway nightclub on Virginia Beach Boulevard have both agreed to host events and nights for the LGBTQ community. These are experienced operators who run good operations, and people who choose to avail themselves of these opportunities can be assured that they will be in a friendly, welcoming, and safe environment. These are the facts. And this is what we have to work with. Thank you. Miss um, McClellan would like to be recognized. Mr. Mayor, I know that um, for those who may not attend City Council regularly, you, this probably all seems like so foreign to you all. And in the new business section, we don't typically address folks who come up and speak. But since many of you have been here week after week, I really would like to break protocol and have the conversation because I think that we need to communicate better. I think we need to have the discussion and some of the comments that Ms. Rochelle just made. And I, by the way, the, I, I apologize, the ODU professor who is so eloquent and smart, thank you for being here. You know, one of the, one of the pieces of information that needs to be shared is that property was going to be purchased. It could be the city that owns it and manages it, or it could have been the CVS. So I think the idea was to purchase the property and to imagine it to something for the future. I believe, and this is Andrea McClellan speaking only, that we should move and help Hershey Bar find a new location. And I know that will make some of you unhappy because you want it to remain where it is. I believe it's a historic and relevant and important piece of Norfolk's history. And while I'd prefer to see it there, I think the deal is already set in stone on that. I would also like to see Annette and Billy come down and speak to us as well. They've been the missing part of this equation. So I will welcome them to be part of it too. I hope that we can work together on this. And I, I just want to say one last thing. There have been some implications in some of the comments tonight that this council is homophobic. And I want to tell you, you're wrong. I don't know everybody here personally for all their years of experience, but what I've experienced in the last two years is this is a very open and welcoming council. And I am sorry that we are here and you might disagree with our decision, but we want to do the right thing. And I want to work with you all. So I just thought we should put that out there. I think it's important to move forward. And I think we should have conversations. For those who said you were coming back next week, we're on council recess until August 28th. Just FYI, don't come to City Hall. It'll be a waste of your time. But let's continue to have the conversation. And um, I think that we can work together. I think we want to work together. And I want to make something good out of this. And I certainly think that I've learned a lot, and I know the rest of our city council members have learned a lot from you all coming here. So thank you. Thank you.